and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, King BBD. Uh, everyone live in the chat. Chat's popping early. I love it. Probably because it was a big baseball weekend. Yesterday got a little nutty. I feel like I kept looking down at my computer at one point when we were recording Talking Yanks and, like, Buxton was hitting homers. Bellinger was hitting homers. Um, baseball... Has been, will be hot in the streets. Of course, the cherry on top as we highlight the best players in our sport. Angel Hernandez with a disaster of a night behind the plate. Mm. The same headline for 25 years. Let's keep running it. Um, We'll talk about that a little bit. It's kind of the same conversation that I feel like we've had before. Um, We'll talk about Miggy Cabs. I guess kind of kind of what it means, you know, everyone's if you're a baseball fan, you've probably seen the graphic at this point of everyone chasing uh chasing 3000 hits and like nobody's close, like it's going to be a little while. It's pretty pretty nuts. Um Tyler Kinn in the chat, got a teaching job at CCSU. Any suggestions where to live in New Britain? Um n- No, when I was living in New Britain, it was it's dangerous nights crew, college times. I think my rent for a little bit was 250 bucks, and the building reflected that. Hmm. Um, so uh, go to West Hartford, man. West Hartford's pretty nice. Uh, no offense, New Britain. Love hard hitting. Anyways, uh, we'll probably wrap up the episode with more Connecticut town talk like we always do. Uh, but we're going to focus on starting on the baseball for now. Someone get your BBD? You did. Not good? Okay. Connecticut Town Talk? Yeah. Okay. Which we always end the show with. We always. You know, we have traditions. If we don't have traditions, what do we have? A couple things. If you haven't watched our GeoGuessr videos, we had one come out today. You're going to be intimidated by the time, uh, and that's for a reason. The video is like, I think it's around 64, 65 minutes long. Uh, because we gave ourselves an hour to try to defeat GeoGuessr. If you've never played, it's basically you have to guess what country you're in just by looking at roads and stuff. We play it a little differently than a lot of people. It's a lot of fun. But we had to make the video an hour long because... That's what the challenge is. If we said there was an hour-long challenge and the video is 20 minutes, you would know the result. Um... So, here's all I'll say. It's must-watch. Um, if you're looking to kill some time today, that's on our JJTV channel, John Boy JTV. Uh, it feels like a, what's the phrase, like a like a flagpole video. It was a moment series. for the company. We're going to yeah. start doing them more regularly. I mean, the, the highs and lows of it are incredible. Um, 
And we, we've gotten pretty silly with it, and it's a lot of fun. So go check should that be, out. Should be live shortly, yeah, I think it might already. It's, it's like uploading, so I don't know if that means it's going live at noon or if it's live whenever it uploads, but it's coming out soon. Uh, well, also, I said last episode we'd touch on some uh, NBA playoffs talk, and we did not at all because we had Jolly Olive. We had a really fun episode. So sometimes that happens, people. Sometimes that happens. All right, let's... Talk some baseball because that's what we do here. Uh, let's reverse engineer it. A reverse cron pod. Uh, the final game any baseball fan saw last night was the Phillies and the Brewers. The Phillies hosted the Brewers for three. Brewers end up taking two out of three that crescendoed to last night's game. Lauer and Nola both shoved. I think Eric Lauer had like 13 strikeouts in six innings. How saw, about that? Saw some like savant graphs of him like every year he's added. Like miles prior to his fastball and gotten better. A little. It's cool. I mean, again, when we talk about one, this offseason, when the offseason gets barren, luckily we're far away from that, I want to draft like coaching units and it'll be like, Brewers pitching, or Rays pitching, or Giants hitting, or something like that. Um, maybe Guardians hitting. Not after this weekend, though. What up? Um, got him. I, I was gonna uh, just like that in general. That that Lauer trade has had a lot Lauer for Grisham, Lauer and Urias. It's been a lot of that's back and right. forth on who that's favored. That's it's, so it's funny. In my head, I've had Urias for Grisham, and I had Davies for Lauer as two separate trades, but it was one same trade, and it kind of was. Two young players for two pitchers. Yeah, two pitchers who had debuted. and Young player for pitchers. Um, so, yeah, a little Brew Crew magic. Um, unfortunately, how the game will get remembered, instead of highlighting Eric Lauer, it will be remembered that our guy Angel Hernandez... Um, Misses just a couple atrocious calls. Kyle Schwarber, one of the most beloved guys in baseball, throws a a fit at the plate after a horrible strike call. Um, you know, he just goes nuts, and it's you know, Jom's working on the breakdown right now, but he's basically saying like you've you've been you've been off the plate this way, you've been off the plate that way, high, low, both teams. Like he's not. He's not even mad about his personal at bat. He's just mad at how bad of an umpire he is. And I'm sorry if I sound kind of frustrated or not even. The sound of my voice is just the not wanting to give the effort of explaining it. But it MLB, I really don't think they have any idea how bad it is for the sport that Angel Hernandez is the conversation for 24 hours. For being a bad umpire. That's just such a bad reflection of the sport. Eric Lauer threw a game that should be applauded. Six innings shutout, 13 strikeouts. That's Looney Tunes. That's a ridiculous game. And here we are. The story the next day is Angel Hernandez. So I I hate that. Uh, There's really nothing we can do. You wonder... How strong is the umpire union and they still protect him? And, you know, Joe West was his own thing, but the players respected Joe West as an umpire. So that. Like Joe West, at least, like, I think end of the year would always like, 
grades out is accurate. He's right. He got would a personality. Get, he would get playoff games because he did really well during the year. Angel Hernandez literally doesn't get playoff games. There was a lawsuit where Angel Hernandez sued Major League Baseball for being like racist, I believe. Yeah, th- for like not being named a crew chief after however many years. MLB said, no, it's just because you're a bad umpire. And MLB won the court case. This, so this isn't just guy in front of a microphone, Angel Hernandez, bad ump. No. A court of law agreed with Major League Baseball that he's a bad ump. And so there he is behind home plate, Sunday Night Baseball, one of baseball's opportunities to truly grow the game on a national level that they complain that they can't, yet we've somehow been able to. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place over here. It's an old TV show. It's Ryan Reynolds' breakout TV show. Did you know that? Didn't know. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. I like that. Interesting. I'll look it up. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Two guys... Uh, I blindly believe you on it. I I blindly believe me too. Yeah, it was Ryan Reynolds. That's awesome. Um, 1998. Crazy. Anyways. Um, Crazy we get like once a year, we get like a 24 hours of like Angel Hernandez, Angel Hernandez words, is the talk of baseball yeah. cycle. We got at least one of those a year. Got it out of the way early. You hope so. You hope it's done. Um but I, we're going to see it again at some point, and you just kind of hope it's not against your team. So that's that's fun. Um, and, yeah, it just it ties into, you know, how about this? Maybe this is a good comparison for baseball fans. How, how many times have you heard your fan base compare about, like, the scorebook or the bottom line or something small about the broadcast? And it's like, oh, the box on the screen or whatever you don't like or people you know don't like. All of that stuff matters to fanhood, and uh, I always bring it back to this comparison. You turn on any NFL game, and you get the same broadcast. You get that view from the side. You know what you're looking at. You get a couple funky camera angles. Some have pylon cam. Some now have that floating camera behind the quarterback. I like that. But 90% of the plays, you're watching the same thing, and you're getting the same experience. MLB, the cameras, you get slightly different cameras in stadiums. Some have more cameras, some have less cameras. And the umpire literally calling the game is like a variant on every play. And how much that affects the final product and getting that to customers and consuming it. How many conversations are being had right now at, I used to work at an electrical supply place where electricians would come in, you'd have the highest level basic conversations that normally two guys could have, and you kept it moving. How many of those are happening at offices and places where they're like, oh, baseball, Angel Hernandez. How long has this guy been missing calls? That's not good for the sport. It's just not. It's awful for the sport. Um, Aaron Nola, seven, seven innings, one hit, shutout. We should be talking about that. Um, not a big hitting series, which you never know. Phillies, Brewers. Brewers take two out of three. Phillies are starting to... It's obviously early, but they're not winning series. Um, Phillies are 6-10. and 10. It's a big payroll. They brought in Dombrowski. It's early. I'm joking. And, like, sure, take, like, a step back. Like, yeah, not panic or anything, but 
Things got to start turning. You would rather a good start than a bad one. You don't want you don't want to hit May and your goal for May is to get back to 500. So, you know, you want to stay within uh within like a series of 500. 5 days left in April, 30 days past September, September, April, June and November. You kids can use that at home. I teach the months to a lot of people. Um Okay, that box is checked. Dodgers take two out of three from the Padres. Wow, this series was a little bit of a blind spot for me. They split the first two, it looks like, and then the Dodgers blow them out the final game. Kershaw with another good start, obviously. Five innings pitch, one earned run. Love that. Bellinger's probably the story, right? Yeah. Bellinger has a two-homer game. His stats on the year now look good. Your annual reminder that spring training just does not matter. Cody Bellinger in spring training had a 301 OPS, a 139 batting average, 18 strikeouts, and 36 at-bats. Basically as bad as you could do. That's a similar spring training to what I could put up. Cody Bellinger now has a 915 OPS, four homers on the year, and by the way, he hits at the bottom of the Dodgers lineup. Um, so that's probably your your biggest takeaway in, in Dodger land. Um, Luke Voigt to the IL. Don't like that. His injuries are starting to starting to add up. What uh, what's he on the IL with? Bicep tendon injury. At least that's like different. Big biceps. Because he's had like the knee and. Back stuff? Yeah, so legs and back. Is it something else? Interesting. Uh, Giants sweep the Nationals. Good. National season is already over. Giants are, like, back. Credit to them. I was a little nervous. Uh, Tough Mets series. Get to bounce back. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I saw some, some of my NL West people I follow on the internet. Kelsey Winger. Uh, Susie Hunter. Like Susie Hunter. Um, four 10-win teams in the NL West right now. There's only one in each NL division. The AL East now has two 10-win teams with the Yankees and the Blue Jays. How about that? Um, Giants roll over the Nationals. Nationals are going to have a bad year, and that's fine. They know that outside of signing Nelson Cruz. I know that. Cardinals. Take two out of three from the Reds. Reds are kind of a, a walkover team so far this year. Uh, Biggest outlier record here. Like either direction. Yeah. Um, Going to be a long year. Three and 13 for the Reds. That's that's tough. Nick Lodolo, uh, young pitching prospect, gets his first major league win. We like nice. that. Uh, we like that. Cards off to a 9-5 and five start, and that's obvious because they're the Cardinals. Um, just a well-run franchise. Guess Reds, like, at least it seems like for the most part, young guys are getting a chance. I don't know if I'm missing somebody. But yeah. They're, they're rolling out some young pitchers that are that are interesting. Yeah, I mean, Lodolo and Hunter Green, if you can find two young pitchers that can be your future, that's yeah. that would be a win. Let, so. let them work it out and... We will see for Cincy. The Marlins take two out of three from the Braves. Uh Uh-oh, Braves. 
If the Phillies weren't six and ten, we'd be talking about how the Braves are seven and ten. Atlanta has not been winning a lot of series this year. Um, good for the Marlins, man. Man, I really want the Jeter doc to come out on why he truly left the Marlins. Because now that I'm in on Jesus Sanchez, their lineup looks a little better. I know they were in on Castellanos. Um, I don't know if I fully divulge this on Talking Baseball or uh, or on Wake and Jake, but I some of my little birdies reached out and were like, Castellanos is down to Miami or the Phillies. He's waiting for the final offer from the Phillies, and I think they beat the Marlins, and I think Jeets right around that same time period was, was out. So and my, and Castellanos had a lot of quotes, like like basically saying that that he like he's come out and been like I thought I was going to be on the Marlins. And I guess the weird thing for me is like, would that really be enough for Jeter to leave? Like, no, like you know, like he, them being you could find an outfielder, them being like in that conversation, and they got Garcia and Soler, right? Like, will not it doesn't seem like they're unwilling to spend so one. There's got to be another angle there. So I don't know. Their their offense is doing fine so far. They're better than middle of the pack. Their pitching has been better than middle of the pack. They go to play three against the Nationals. Go rack up your wins. Then they host Seattle and Arizona. So I don't know. I, you know, Trev Trev said it really really well when he did it, his prediction episode that baseball is a six sport. Where a lot of teams, if you make the playoffs, you have a chance to win. Any team in the playoffs has a chance to win. So it's kind of like, what team do you think can somehow make the playoffs and actually be a threat? And he said, like, his fringes, the fringiest team you could think of is the Miami Marlins. To do it for a whole year, nobody's going to believe that until they see it. But, man, can they pitch. Um, Their stat page offensively, I haven't looked at the pitchers yet, is Kind of fascinating. Mm. It's like the guys listed as their starters. Like it's they're not bad, but it's just a right. It's like an unimpressive stat page. But like all the guys listed on their bench have basically the same number of plate appearances, just somehow aren't up there. They're all mashing. It's like oh, so they're mm. as a team they are hitting. Who's having their play. best season? It it Fangraphs is telling me Jazz. Um, Jazz, especially if you factor in like number of at bats, John Birdie. Hmm. Fewer at bats, but he's he's hitting when he's hitting. Birdie, birdie, birdie. He had a highlight play this weekend. Brian Anderson is good. He's yeah. he's not currently listed as their starter. They kind of they kind of have a one extra yeah. infielder situation. Maybe um, he's not hitting yet, but I'm sure he's got a good glove going. Haven't watched a lot of the fish. Haven't watched enough. That's yet. why this has been a fascinating thing Braves, to look I, at for me. I see some Braves fans in the chat. They're chilling. Yeah, you should be. I mean, you just won the ring. It's really early, but seven and ten. Aguilar hasn't clicked yet, but like you know, that guy'll hit. Joey Wendell, four hits. Um, Mets take two out of three from my snakes. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. Um, first game, the Mets won in extras. So, hey, that series could have been either way, man. Um, I think the bigger thing is I think DeGrom's getting an MRI today. And I think Lindor's getting an MRI today. I think someone tweeted that at me. So those those are pretty important ones. I know Jolly Olive is re- recording Shea Station right now, and he was really nervous that DeGrom was getting a, an MRI on his birthday. 
Or, like, I think the results come back today or something. They're MLB players. He's getting it and getting the results today. Yeah. It's DeGrom. Pirates take three out of four from the Cubbies. How about it? Let's check in on Cole Tucker. Maybe I'll send him a text message. Um, Not great so far. Um, Yeah, I did. uh, Someone did tweet this at me that the highlight, one of the highlights of the weekend was that the Cubs won that one game, 21-0. And then the Pirates won 4-3, 4-2, 4-3. How about it, Pirates? Uh, so yeah, they get absolutely destroyed one game, but they win three out of four. That's uh, I feel like that's something that uh, Jemima will have a field day with. Did he um? Eight pirates. There's some color organizing, but I think he told people. Anyways, uh, yeah, go pirates, go, babe. O'Neill Cruz with a big highlight this weekend. Walk off homer, pimped it kind of perfectly. Pirates off to a little 500 start. Good for you, kids. Um, what else in the NL? That's kind of it in the NL. There's one interleague series, right? What was it? Uh, Rockies, Tigers. Rockies take two out of three. Rockies keep matriculating the ball down the field. They are 10 and five. Man, how about my rocks, baby? Let's go. Let's go. Dodgers 11 and 4, Giants 11 and 5, Rockies 10 and 5, Padres 10 and 7. 10 and 7 would be a great start in any other division. Um and by the way, follow-up shout out to Shea Station, Jerry and Jolly. Mets are 12 and 5. Building themselves a nice cushion. No other team in the division above 500 right now. Mets are 12 and 5. LGM, babe. Um, they also did get out to a big start last year. There are kind some of. different different things with this team. Scherzer. They ju- they're known to, to kind of get off to good starts in their history, so I don't think Mets fans are like feeling safe by any means. Carrasco safe. looks really good so far for them. He he kind of got written off if he has a good year. If he's what like Cookie Carrasco has been in his career, that like Yeah. Obviously, they have a good rotation as is, but like special, special, special. I mean, Bassett. Like, those are two really good starting pitchers. Um, we'll see. They go to St. Louis, and then they welcome Philly and Atlanta. So, you know, that's where, again, it's still so early in the baseball season, a bad week and a half, and we can down, be down-talking the Mets. But they are third in starting pitcher ERA, and they are second in on base percentage. Like, they're kind of doing it on both sides right now. Uh so let's see. I feel like I should tie tie a bow on the NL. Um, Mets, Marlins, Braves, Phillies, Nats, Cards, Brewers, Pirates, Cubs, Reds. We talked about the NL West. Pretty intense. Let's go east to west in the AL. Yankees sweep the Guardians. A Guardians team that had just swept the White Sox. Um, you know, they're known as a good pitching team. I think their pitching coaches will get drafted in our draft a, draft an organization. Uh, draft. Good for them. Whoa. I just saw something cool. Let me finish the AL first. Uh, the Rays are the Rays are the Rays. Um, God damn it, the Rays. I 
feels like they're going to be around all year. Wander Franco, I called him. I didn't call him out on talking baseball. I said I want to see more Wander Franco highlights. He put a whole weekend together of highlight reels. He made the crazy running catch. Jeter-esque, a Yankee fan might say. A really nice play. Um, he continues to hit. Did he have a two-homer game? I think Friday night was a two-homer Friday game. Friday night was the two-homer game. I mean, he's a freak, man. Um, he has a 1.2 war so far this season. A 9.99 OPS. Uh, holy crap, man. Cool. That guy's no joke. I think McClanahan dropped another good start. Uh, we'll circle back to that. Blue Jays take two out of three from the Astros. How about that? Houston, H-Town, Funky Town. Uh, good games. 4-3, 3-2, 8-7, um, That first game was fun. Verlander, uh, Springer clipped him in the first inning. The former Astro. Bregman countered with a two-run homer of his own. I was very mad at this game. I flipped it on because it was part of my bet of the day. It was Houston to win. They were tied at threes in the eighth, and the Blue Jays won. Uh, Blue Jays, that's a nice that's a nice little road series early in the year. Uh, the one Houston win, Jeremy Pena, walk-off, the kid. Walk-off, two-run homer. Uh, Kikuchi with a bad start. Ain't that it. Um, I mentioned the Yankees swept. They are fun. There's a whole beer on the field incident. I guess I probably have to say it again, even though I tweeted it and talking Yanks. It's obviously unacceptable. It sucks. Um, me and Jimmy were talking in private. Actually, we were coming from the game. And uh, it's weird the Yankees haven't issued, like, a statement. I know statements are normally just kind of BS, but, like, why don't you issue just the, like, that's unacceptable, and if we... If and when we find the perpetrators, they'll be banned from the stadium. Like, it feels like that should have been done by now. Um, I My counter to that was I hope they are actually doing that. So they say these five people are banned from the stadium for life. Um, and, yeah, it's a uh, one of the first advice pieces of advice I got when it came to doing the sports talk was make sure you show both sides of the argument, um, but then show why you're picking that side of the argument. If you're someone out there that's saying Miles Straw, like, induced this, it's just no. No. Miles Straw climbing up to yell in a fan's face, a fan that was probably saying really horrific stuff about his injured teammate? And that's what led to this? No. Yankee fans could have been the bigger person and been like, oh, Miles Straw climbing the, climbing the wall to yell at fans, you just... You just lost, and you're going to lose again tomorrow. Still not great. Bigger man is loosely used there. Um, instead, a bunch of people threw beer cans on the field, and that sucks. And it's an awful look. We represent Yankee fans. Derek Jeter's groin is behind me in the shot. Kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. There it is. I you really see it. Um... Outside of that, the Yankees are kind of awesome right now. Their pitching every night is incredible. Incredible. Garrett Cole finally has the good start he was looking for. Nestor Cortez. People are talking all-star game. Jameson Tyone in his five innings one-earned run, it did not get talked about. The Yankees are getting crazy pitching performance every night. DJ LeMahieu looks like the DJ LeMahieu that was getting MVP votes. 
Uh, Isaiah Kiner Falefa is on a crazy heater right now. Let's see what you got, kid. See how long this, that keeps going. Keep it rolling, kid. Gallo, a little sad still. A couple hits. Hopefully unlocked something this weekend. A couple hits. And the like the story. We should be we should be, like Yankees have have gotten an all time start to a season pitching wise. While before yesterday, Cole was straight up bad. Right. And like Judge and Stanton haven't fully clicked. And, no. And like they're still putting together enough wins without an offense that's going. The Yankees pitching is crazy good right now and for real, and, and it feels and it was, impactful. And it was crazy good last year. Like it's yeah, pretty real. Like there will be some sort of regression from this, but like it's it's real. So if you heard me let out a weird noise before, Interesting. it was because I looked at the AL Central standings. Do you know who's in first place in the AL Central? I made it. I think I made a similar noise when I looked at those standings. Your Minnesota Twins, who I think the other day they were in fourth, and again early season baseball. Uh, but they sweep the White Sox. Are the White Sox on a six-game loser right now? Because they got swept by the Guardians. They are. Seven. Seven. Hello, operator. <laughs> they were six and two. Give me number nine. And that's where, this is where you don't run too hot or too, too cold. Early baseball season. The Minnesota Twins, who, you know, they shuffled up the puzzle pieces, kind of hoping for something to click. They are eight and eight, five hundred on top of the division. Again, we'll see what see what stands. Uh, Bailey Ober gave them a good start. Uh, so did Mike Kopech for the White Sox. Dylan Bundy, my guy, is he doing it? Byron Buxton, Jakey Dark Horse MVP bet. Four for four with a homer. Um, he had a two homer game including the walk-off. Um, and then Eloy Jimenez for the White Sox. He's out six to eight weeks. I think ha- torn hamstring? Yeah. I think it looked like it was going to be worse than that in real time. Buxton missed however many games to lead the league in homers. Byron Buxton is very real. If he plays 130 games, he's got a legit shot to win the MVP. But you can't say that about a lot of baseball players. Love him. I thought he was gonna like play. I thought he was gonna like be the DH for like a full week. He did one game at DH when he came back, back in center. That's crazy. Athlete. Uh, White Sox. Be careful. Be careful. Ah, six game loser. At the end of the Bounce day, back. whole divisions within two games of each other. It's yeah. April. Ale Central is losing its street cred yet again, though. I will yeah. say that that was a conversation. In the stands at the game yesterday. Uh, Rays took two out of three from the Red Sox. Uh, McClanahan, seven innings pitch, two and runs. Uh, he's kind of fully developing into really nice starting pitcher for them. Um, I'll be honest, series was a little bit of a blind spot for me, but I will tell you what stands out. Rays relievers is 0.64 ERA this series. That sounds like the Rays. Red Sox actually got good starting pitching. Um. Waka, I think Whitlock started for them, and yeah. Rich Hill. Yeah, Whitlock had a, had a four-inning start. Four-inning, zero earned runs. Watch out for Whitlock, man. That kid's legit. Yankees blew that one. 
Mariners sweep the Royals. We actually like that. Good for the Mariners. Um, they're in first right now. They're in first place. I mean, Flexen, Rob Ray, my guy Brash. Um, final game, 12 innings. Seems like a fun one. Mariners put up a 13-burger in game two. Mariners are a really good team. We're a little freaked out that they're the Seattle Mariners and that division sneaky tough. My Halos, who didn't have a great weekend. Uh, Astros been off to a slow start. Walk off yesterday. Yeah. Jeremy Pena. And they they were trying to come back in game two. Oh, I was talking about Halos for a second. But uh, go Seattle, go. They're legit. That roster's legit. Every time you look at it, Ty France. Ha, ha, ha. Ty France. Uh, J- Ty France is so good. Jeff Passan's tweeting about him. Jeff Passan doesn't just do that, people. He's protective over those tweets and notifications. Um, J.P. Crawford, in a non-joking way for talking baseball, he's off to a really good start. Um, Orioles took two out of three from the Angels. I am now hated in Orioles land. My seemingly... I thought it was a hapless joke about commenting under each Orioles win about them racing to 50. A couple Orioles friends are are pretty mad about that. I understand why. I thought about it, and I was like, I get that. Um, I think I'm going to keep doing it. Why not? Hopefully they get to 50 wins. Ooh. I didn't know this. John Means is getting TJ. Announced, I think, Saturday morning. Damn. That sucks. That sucks. And they almost came back on the in the third game. Angels went up 6 nothing, and uh, Orioles came back. So, Orioles, it's not that I hate you. It's that I want you to be good. Like, we have the same mission. I guess I am trolling in a way, and I'm sorry. But I'm not. Just they've been so bad for a it's while. It's a while now. And kind of every other team in the division has had their... Up and down years. In, like the in Blue Jays, who, like, in theory, the Orioles and the Blue Jays should be competing on some level. Like the, and they, like the Yankees, Red Sox. Jays, Orioles were kind of the other traditional team with the Rays being the new cats. The Rays, they're their own monster. But, like, we're almost... Like the, the Jays and Orioles both, like, started their rebuilds at the same time, right? Like... So 2016, they were both good. The Orioles and the Blue Jays were both 89 win teams. And then they kind of reset their then they kind of reset their teams. Those were like Josh Donaldson's Blue Jays and Jose Batista. Um you know, so then they kind of reset, reset, reset and now they're back in like this powerhouse of a team where the Orioles are still kind of what's going on? Orioles deserve a little bit of love. Their pitching has been strong. Um, so go Orioles, go. They took two out of three from, from the Halos. I'll eat that. Rangers take two out of three from the Athletics. These teams are both he. Holy smokes, Athletics had one of the worst hitting series you'll see. Good for Rangers pitching, I guess. Give them a lot of crap. I guess there wasn't a lot of offense in that series in general. Uh... So basically, Mariners, Halos, Athletics, Astros, Rangers, Twins, Guardians, Tigers, White Sox, Royals, Yankees, Jays, Rays, Sox, Seven and Wine, Orioles. Um, Red Sox and Blue Jays face each other this week. Red Sox, Jays, then they go see the Orioles. Orioles, what's your schedule like? 
Yankees, Red Sox, Twins, and the Royals. Um, whatever. I'm going to stop thinking about you, Orioles. You know what? Go Orioles. Win 65 this year. When's Adley come back? I know he's hurt. Adley Rushman. It's a fun name, is it? Yeah. Top prospect, Adley Rushman, heading to high, high A Aberdeen for rehab 22 hours ago. Call him up. Call up Adley and the other, who's their pitching prospect, Rodriguez? Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, is that his name? Yes, and I will be, I'll become an Orioles, like, super fan. Super fan might be dramatic. Um, They're, like, in the division against the team we like. Bruce Zimmerman, been pitching really well for them, deserves love. Same with closer Jorge Lopez. They kept saying it on the broadcast, and it's one of those things you kind of scoff at a little bit. They said he liked being in the bullpen so much. This is a guy that, like, was a starting pitcher for a while. And not to be rude to him, he was, like, a failed starting pitcher. That when he went out to the bullpen, he liked it so much, he told the manager he was willing to pitch every day. Like, that was the first thing he did. Which, like, you kind of, you appreciate the hustle a little bit, and he's been nails in the bullpen. Like, I remember there was a couple Jorge Lopez starts where I was like, Orioles, stop doing this to him. He was a starting pitcher. Twenty nineteen through twenty twenty one. He had forty nine starts. Six two seven ERA. Kansas City to Baltimore. It wasn't clicking. Uh this year out of the bullpen. Nine innings pitch, two ERA. Four saves. Good for you, kid. So much Orioles, Jake. So much Orioles. That's kind of the baseball. I, I guess what we haven't touched upon since I was last year was Miguel Cabrera. 3,000 hits uh, against the Rocks. Him and Jose Iglesias have the big hug. That was nice. Former mates. Do you see what James Smythe did? What did James Smythe do? He did, like, preseason predictions or whatever. He... Like, your normal, like, I think standings and division winners and, and World Series and a couple sure. award stuff. Add a couple outlier ones, and it was uh, Miguel Cabrera, 3,000th hit on April, whatever, against, and he got the pitcher. He's oh, wow. one day off and got the right pitcher. Senzatella? Was it? Senzatella, yeah, yeah. He got Senzatella. He was a day off. but um, The other thing that was cool about Senzatella... Uh, both Venezuelan baseball players, so that's kind of cool. They'll be tied together forever on that one. Um, Miguel Cabrera, open up the stat page that uh, you know you've heard Trev wax poetically about it because Trev kind of saw prime Miguel Cabrera up close and personal. Some of the stats and numbers are crazy. The triple crown, back to back MVPs. Those are you know as good of baseball seasons as you're gonna see. A lot of people like to compare him and Albert. Um, I'm a pool host guy. Um, just am. That's that's my flavor. I think I think Albert's good was just a little better than Miguel Cabrera's good. It's not shots fired. Ain't a big gap. And I mean, I mean, I'll I'll bring it up just to say some of the names. 
Um, let's see. It was Greg. Oh, I clicked the wrong thing. Greg and Jack, because we were talking about it. Um, and I can't find the chat. Um, nobody's getting 3,000 anytime soon. Um, kind of. Like, the youngest guy with the most hits was, like, Elvis Andrews. Yeah, it seems like, eesh. It's tough to rack up hits. I know I know the game's a little different now, but um I guess if I Google it, who do, who's the name if I say who's next to get 3000 hits? Whose name do we think is going to pop up? Um Cano is, seems like he's going to fall just short. He's like he's at just under 2700. Okay, so I have an article. He has, he has a shot and the next is Altuve. Yeah, I have an article from CBS. The first one that pops up is Altuve. I think age is he is seven, he is just under eighteen hundred at thirty two. Yeah, he needs twelve hundred more hits. Yeah, I mean that's you know, again that's eighty percent of his current career. Quick fake math. Um, yeah, and not looking great. They list Freddie Freeman. Yeah, he's got basically the same number and age. He'd have to go seven and a quarter more season. He'd have to go like eight more years being the current Freddie Freeman. He's going to fall off. Yeah, he, um, in theory, plays the position that's less taxing on your body, so maybe the bat can stick a little mm-hmm. longer. Manny Machado. These are special players. Machado's kinda, on a good pace. He's he's young. He's just not, he's not like a big hits guy. Like, that's not his game. He's just young and played a lot of baseball. Um, he'd have to like, he'd have to be really, really good. That's the whole point, Jake. He's we get it. Essentially halfway there at 29. So he's, he's probably the best shot on this, on like, that group. I mean, this is, this is what should get people's attention. Like Mike Trout is, is kind of out. Like he would have to go kind of nuts for a few years to get back in any kind of path. I will say this. I mean, Mike Trout. Some of these legendary ball players love to play baseball. Like Miguel Cabrera is old. Albert Pujols is forty-two. Miguel Cabrera is thirty-nine. Like if Trouty wants to play towards forty, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up getting close to a number. Um, and I mean, he seems like he is like a baseball jock. Like. Like, that's the thing. Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pulos have had to watch themselves decline significantly. Yeah, especially when you take account where they were. Like, Pulos got released. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, there's some mental mental warfare there with all of that, too. Um, congrats to Miggy Cabs. Who else does the article have? Xander Bogarts. Yeah, Trout. I like him. But Trout, I, I feel weird knocking him out because he's essentially halfway there at 30. I wouldn't like, knock he's out so Trout. good. He's had some injuries recently. But it's, uh, he stay would, healthy. His, like, next four years, he'd have to be healthy and be Mike Trout, which he can be. I mean, if he's healthy. I but if he, like, doesn't, Trout. it also almost erases it. Because you, those final years, man, just get really tough. Father time is undefeated. Even if he, he loses the corners and... and <laughs> some power, he can still rack up some hits. Like Ozzy Albies is on this list. Um, 
just because he's 25 and he's played a lot of baseball. So like cleared a thousand. Have to be really good. Like uh, Soto. Think about how good Soto's been, and he's so young. He, I think he just got 500. And the walk has become so popular that it's really, he, he it's really down. difficult. Like honestly, I think if I had to put down a bet with DraftKings, they list him at number 10 because it's almost impossible to predict this. But like it'd be Vlad Jr. So think about that. Vlad Jr. coming into last season was like, who is he? Is he going to be good? Like, he's been solid, but is he going to be good? Breaks out, he has the MVP year. We all fully believe he's good. I think there's an argument that he would be the best investment to be the next 3,000 hits guy. Um, when, you, when you really think about how few people have gotten there. You have to be so good for so long and so healthy. That's the other secret. Cute. That's what I always, I rant and rave about Pujols. Let me give Miggy Cabs, because I am a Pujols guy. Miguel Cabrera, for 11 seasons, averaged, averaged 157 games. Meanwhile, he hit 323, 400 with a 968 OPS. But he's out there every day. So you have to be one of the best players in the world. You almost can't take too, too many walks. And about for a decade, you have to be one of the best hitters in the game and healthy. Seeing that, that makes me feel better about Vlad. Especially shift goes away next year. Yeah, I mean, that can open some things up, hopefully. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy how many things come down to like, were you able to stick around basically? Like if you, like you get 200 hits a year for 10 years, you're a thousand hits short. Right. You're still, you still need a second life. You're two thirds of the way there. And you know, Albert, Albert and Miguel's second life weren't, weren't the most, most pretty, um, but they did it. So and they debuted early enough, but yeah, I mean, it almost, I guess it's. I guess there's a a never doubt Trout caveat if he can be Mike Trout. Um, but yeah, I'd go. I go Vladdy, and it makes like Ichiro crazy impressive. Dude, like Ich-, obvious, obviously, I don't. I'm not the first person to be impressed by Ichiro. No, dude, Ichiro is underrated all time. Like he truly is. Like he's. If I ever get into, like, ridiculous sports radio, if that ever needs to happen. Like, I would give an Ichiro's, like, the all-time hits leader speech because I think he, like, is. 4,367 professional hits. That's pretty cool. His first, yeah, his first 10 years in the show averaged 230 so hits a year. We're We're starting to figure out how some of the... Japanese league stats can transfer over, and it's it's not perfect. You know, we that's why we've talked about Seiya Suzuki so much. Um, Ichiro Ichiro's first full seat, his first full season in Japan, he was twenty years old. It's like his second best season before he came over. Uh, Three eighty five batting average, a nine ninety five OPS, a four forty five on base, 
Like, some dudes are just different, and he is one of those dudes. Um, and he and we've talked about a lot about like players in in Japan and Korea that come over, and like the first year's not good. he like he like immediately like was the one MVP, one MVP, fifty six stolen bases, like conquered MLB. Some of the best defense you'll see on a on a major league baseball field was by that guy. Um. And so we just talked about, you know, how many hits you need. And you're right. The, him hitting 3,000 is insanity. Um, he he like averaged. Of health. We talk averages again. Uh, from 2001 to 2010, so that's a 10-year span, he averaged 224 hits a season. He played, a hun- he averaged 159 games a season. Let some of these young, healthy guys play. I know it's more so a Yankee thing than a lot of other teams, but these guys are professional athletes. They're studs. Ichiro, Ichiro, am I saying it weird? I feel like I am. He averaged 159 games for 10 years, and one season he played 146. Yeah. So from 2004 through 2010... He played 161 or 162 games outside of the 146. He was 35 years old that year. He played a buck 62 games at age 36. Played, go two years later, played a buck 62 at 38. Yeah, and on a few a few years after that, going into his 40s, I mean, yeah, he played less than that, but still got four more years of... 140 or more than 136 at 43. That's nuts. Basically, his his whole career as a full-time player, he had the weird 18 and 19. Sure. Tidbits. So his whole, his whole player coach. real career averaged buck 55 per year over 17 years. The freak. He's a freak. Some cool stories about Ichiro, too. Um... All right, that's kind of the baseball. We have Talking Baseball coming up after this. Should hit some NBA playoffs quick for those that have been tuning in as the late-night flip channel or during the weekend days or something like that. Heat are rolling versus the Hawks. They're up three games to one. Um, Miami, uh, game five is Tuesday. They'll try to close it out in Miami instead of having to go back to Atlanta. Um, Hawks, their whole season was kind of bleh. For lack of another emotion. Especially coming off last year with their they made the conference finals. Right. There's kind of a there's an NBA path if you like make make that first playoff leap. The league kind of wants to see you take another leap. Like we're contenders now. And they didn't do that. They kind of went backwards. They were in the playing games and stuff. Um the Heat. We talk about underrated sports franchises. I've been mentioning the Braves a lot. Miami Heat. Like under the radar, how good they've been for so long. Spurs have got got a lot of credit for a long time. For Going Dwayne Wade, Shaq to you know like LeBron, and they, then they migrated. Spolstra several eras. has been there. Like yeah, go back to Lonzo Mourning, my favorite GIF. Hmm. Just acted it out on the for the YouTube. Um, 
The Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets. This was supposed to be the series. And in a way, it has been the series everyone is talking about. The Celtics, they won that first game on that buzzer beater pass. The pass to Tatum spins around, makes the layup. Celtics win at the buzzer. Place is going nuts. And we're like, this is going to be the best series ever, huh? Celts pretty much roll the next two games. They're up 3-0. Game four tonight in Brooklyn. Ben Simmons is getting killed on the internet. And you know what I tell Ben Simmons? Yeah. The outfits he's wearing. Don't get me wrong. I'm an outfit guy. But you're the guy who hasn't played a game that's been a joke to a lot of NBA people or the low-hanging fruit of jokes for a lot of NBA fans. And you're sitting in the middle of the bench on what was supposed to be a super team looking like a highlighter and not playing. My goodness, man. Who are the people in his corner? They play tonight, 7 p.m., somewhat must watch to see if they fight a little bit or if it's just a collapse. Um, No Yankees game tonight? Definitely going to be flipping into that. It's a lot of, uh, like, like, I know, like, chatter around that practice yesterday, and it's like, Katie left the second media showed up. Kyrie like, just wasn't there. Ben Simmons wasn't. Uh, I think when the media got there, stopped warming up. Woke up with back spasms <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Yeah, he was supposed to come back for game three. And then I think you might have saw the tweet. He's more like back active. Could be, could be the first guy to be eliminated from the playoffs in two consecutive games. Yeah, like, I, did that, see, I did see that. That would have been cool. Hey, coming off Ichiro, Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols playing all those games. Uh, Ben Simmons, 25, probably healthy. Uh, We'll see what goes on there. Bucks are up 3-1 on the Bulls. Um, Again, Milwaukee, similar spot as the Heat. They got a chance to close it out at home on Wednesday. Milwaukee Bucks are crazy good. Middleton gets hurt. That could change. That could change the East if, if the Bucks run into the Celtics, which they should the next round. Celtics starting to find a little bit of a path. Interesting. Uh, Sixers, they're up 3-1 on Toronto, but Embiid uh, has a thumb ligament tear. Clearly bothers him. He can't, like, high-five his teammates and stuff. Uh, we'll see what Big Joel could pull out. Uh, sucks. He's uh, he's nasty. He's, a, he's fun to watch. Um, MVP-level player. Scoring title this year. Honestly, if I'm being... So they were up 3-0. Toronto just won game four, which is kind of the the gentleman's move. Siakam with a big game. Um, Kem Birch with the six-minute start. What are we doing? Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Scott Barnes. Go Raptors, go. There's a lot of discourse on that. Yeah, Cleveland wasn't happy. Cleveland wasn't happy. I mean... Like there Obley. were some cave stands, or like, hey, his numbers like ended up being kind of the best, dude. I when think, Ar- I think Mobley's the best like blend of everything. When R.J. Barrett wasn't on the second NBA rookie team, and some of the guys that were, I don't know. That was I became a little bit. Out. I you you've seen me. I defend Gold Gloves and Silver Sluggers. Like I I still think those matter a little bit. Um, I think the guys like receiving them. Second all rookie team. Pelicans are giving the Suns hell. Devin Booker, he's been out. Um, 
hamstring strain. And the Pelicans take game four. Um, Brandon Ingram, what a, a little career path he's been on. Remember when he was kind of just like a dud for the Lakers and then he kind of broke out and was he going to be the next Durant? Uh, he puts up a little 30 points uh, for the Pelicans. Who Again, the Pelicans have been sneaky good. Might even might even be giving them something in a minute. Um, Golden State lets the Nuggets have one. Uh, Jokic and the gang get one. Tough. I think worst matchup, kind of a nightmare for them. Jazz Mavericks is tied at two. I think I jokingly said before the series it would go to seven. And, like, it has to. Um, Dallas kind of had the game won. They were up four with, like, 30 seconds left. Luka hit a big three. He was celebrating like they just won the series. They did not. Uh, They did not. Jazz come back, a couple good possessions. Mitchell and Gobert trying to show they don't hate each other, even though everyone kind of knows they do. That series is tied up at Diz. Um, Back to Dallas tonight. Back to Dallas tonight. And then T-Wolves-Grizzlies. That series is tied up at two. A-Rod, hot in the streets. Always. Always. Uh, T-Wolves playing a good brand of basketball. Um, That series is kind of fun. It's A, they're two two video game teams. Like, you play with the Grizzlies or the T-Wolves. You start a fantasy draft. You pick one of those teams. You're like, okay. They haven't been too successful. Don't hate the jerseys. Let's, I'll pick them. Um... A lot of young talent on the court. Things are starting to get a little testy. John Morant and Carl Anthony Towns tweeting at each other, stuff like that. It's This is like a new age playoff matchup. Um, and I think that's kind of fun. Uh, T-Wolves won Saturday night, 119 to 118. Um, A-Rod's so hot in the streets. So hot in the streets. What do you guys got tonight? So tonight, Celtics, Nets, Raptors, 76ers, Jazz, Mavs. Jazz, Mavs. Said that weird. Hawks, Heat, T-Wolves, Grizz, Pelicans, Suns on Tuesday. Um, I'd hope I'd be flipping over a little bit more, I guess, this weekend. Watching an extra dog, which is an excuse. I played a little bit of MLB The Show. I like it. Makes me, makes me a little scared. Throwing MLB the show, bring up a late-night baseball game on my phone. Not a bad formula. It's kind of how I can consume. Um, all right. I think I'm good on all of that. That was a lot of sports. Golf's doing weird stuff. They're, like, not hot in the streets right now. We played some cricket with cricket people on Friday. That was kind of cool. When that content comes out, go watch it. Cricket, hot in the streets. Uh, BBD, let's start wrapping it up. Like I mentioned last episode, we had our friend Jolly Olive joined us. Uh, we did a Yankees-Mets draft. A little long one. We, we were rolling. Um, we've tied it up a little. Yeah, maybe. Don't care. Um Let's see. Um, <laughs> I did like this one, Malachi Million. Uh, I think we talked some crap on the AL Central, like I just did this episode as well. And uh, Malachi said, 
Callie really talking about the AL Central as a Mets fan. Cough, 2015 World Series. Cough. It's tough. Tough. A couple Central people came out. Um, Alex Van Deerdonk asked the big questions. Who's closing for Jolly's team? What are the lineups? We probably should have done lineups. That would have been fun. And number three is, is James McCann really that bad to where Higgy is better? That was kind of a topic of conversation. I don't know. It sounded like Mets fans were pretty worn out from James McCann. Yeah, I guess you'd take contracts into account too. Scott. If you t- if you if this was a contract thing, you'd go Higgy or Trevino. But for this, it wasn't. Um, oh, and the other thing, Casey Robbins. This made me laugh. Casey Robbins said we were talking about, uh, or I had mentioned how on Monday night there was no Yankee game, and I was kind of lost. Like what? Oh, and then we also talked about how sometimes if a game gets canceled, it can be like. It can be a good thing. You're like, oh, night open. I just got a night open. Or it can be if you're really looking forward to seeing your team play that night, then you're super bummed out. It can go either way if, easily. Like if it, I think I was saying if it's a pre-rain out, like it's announced with ample time, then you're like, oh, okay. Call it early afternoon. Good. You just opened up three and a half hours. Uh, Casey Robbins said, just dealt with two days of postponed games only to watch my White Sox get washed last night. The feels are intense. Well, they started playing games. Actually got worse for the White Sox. Um, And last episode was 420. Love that. A lot of jolly love from you guys. That was great. And I want to give my guy John Heyman a shout out. Um, Because I love sports universes. Chicago sports, I guess it's just been brutal all around. Cubs lost three out of four to the Pirates. White Sox are on a seven game loser. The Bulls are getting abused by the Bucks. Tough Chicago Sports Week. You wouldn't when you're, you wouldn't really know that if you weren't in Chicago. I like when we said it a lot. I like when like citywide, yeah, things get brought to our attention. Something that York. something that's big in your sports universe, like a big Reds Bengals weekend, don't overlap a lot. But yeah, we don't feel that when you do. So. Um, and just a reminder, if you're here, we do we are doing the the second Wake and Jake episodes on Wednesday now. You probably know, so I could probably say it again. Um, I'm going to do my standout performance pretty quick. Thank you guys. Bake the algorithm. Like, review, share, follow. Um, I think we're 614 subs right now. Okay, sneak up on 7, 10, million, all of that. Uh, BBD, I forget if I gave this guy an award before. Um I don't think I did. He's he's been somewhat viral on the internet. Like my heart thinks I already gave him a war, but I don't think I did. I'm giving it out to Jose Alvarado, the point guard on the Pelicans. If you're not familiar, backup point guard listed at six foot one eighty. That's probably a lie. He's probably. Five five ten and a half, one sixty. Uh, little guy point guard. I think he's he's put in his grind. He's put in his time. I think he's a G League guy. You're probably familiar with him. He would like hide on plays, and come steal the ball from whoever was bringing it up on the court. Such a little guy move. But if you're gonna do it, lean into it, and he has. And by the way, he stole the ball from Chris Paul in the playoff game the other night by doing that. So, I don't know. 
I guess this is kind of a Smalls Napoleon standout performance award. Jose Alvarado, Georgia Tech. If you haven't seen any of the videos, they're kind of worth Googling. They're ridiculous to a degree. It's like had that work in a real game. He'll literally like almost stand by his bench like he's talking to his teammates, and then when the other team throws a ball in, he'll sneak up behind them and steal it. It's a little cheeky. Like, I think I saw one where like they were inbounding on like one side of the basket, and he kind of like just hid in the on the other side. Yeah. Just like No, it's like if you've ever seen a football player lay down in the end zone for like a kickoff return and they lateral to him. It's it's a little ridiculous. Someone in the chat just said Grand Theft Alvarado. Um that's fun. Oh yeah. Um So yeah, he's my bro of the night. Fail just called me out. I did say standout performance. Talking baseball coming up next. Uh and how about this? The dude is playing like seventeen minutes a night in the playoffs against your Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul. Um, so good for him, man. We we love a grinding small. Mm. BBD, do you have a uh, bro standout? Yeah, I mean, we kind of gave out some half points throughout the show. A lot along the way. But I think I have another guy I'd like to give I'd like to give a shout-out to. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Ooh. You know, we've been, we talked a little bit about that series. Now the Pelicans are giving them hell, and, and we just shouted out Alvarado, and Ingram's dropped a couple 30-burgers, and uh, Alan Chunas is on that team. He's the guy that – his stat line's the one that popped up on ESPN. Yeah. 15 boards, I think 26 points. It's like, huh, he's a guy who's probably – one, has had, like, a good career. Really good career. And also, like, he's probably pretty motivated to get one. He got kind of flipped from – got flipped from that – uh that Raptors team that went on to win, he's flipped for Marcus Gasol. He uh, now on the Pelicans. He was traded to those those Grizzlies who are now right. kind of the the fun young team. Doesn't no. get to be part of that. Awesome career. Pelicans. It's been like good for a little while now. Yeah, he's like a nine year NBA guy. Put up put up eighteen and. 17.8, 11.4 this year. Um, and, yeah, it's just tough because the, the big man is It's faded a little it's bit. faded if, from the sport. It feels like a lot of guys you could mix and match pretty easily, figure out who fits in your budget. But yeah, I remember. that's a guy who's probably pretty motivated to be part of a run. Made, uh, made almost $100 million playing basketball. Like awesome and deserved, also nuts. Yeah. I think you could say it both ways. People get like it's a little different conversation, but talk about like like salaries of players and stuff. NBA has become a bit inflated. They have a uh, they've had good CBAs for the players. I'd, I'd say generally, and uh, but there's also just like math. Like oh, that league makes as much as the other leagues, and there's yeah, only 15 guys per team. And hey, both sides are right. It's crazy how much these players make. But the it's league escalated so quick. The league too. makes so much pl- so much money, and the players are what makes the league go. So yeah, pay like a, them. Like especially in that, league. how it works. That's how it works in every league. But like especially that one, the players are such the the face. Like guy, you're kind of a fan of a guy. Especially Uh-oh. now, Feo Geo Guesser has dropped. Uh, I think we got to drop too. Uh, talking baseball going live. Check out everything John Boy Media, Pinstripe Strong, Talking Giants, the Geo Guesser, John Boy JTV, an hour to win it.
Um, Chris Rose rotation. Trevor May today. Castellanos, Castellanos is on, on Friday. If you're going to that, he's awesome. He's Talking Yanks. Breakdowns are picking up steam. All of our stuff on AMP now. Dolly's doing the fantasy thing a little bit. Arm to fame. All of it. All of it. Happy birthday, Jolly. Happy birthday, Jolly. Draft week. Yeah, talking. We're doing draft stuff next up. Draft stuff. Justin Pennick. Hot. 